stopping just, every 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, going to do this in 10 seconds. We never seconds. do a full episode. Yeah, it's just 10 second intervals. We've got to speak really fast. Yeah. Okay, so I really like this movie. The things I really like about it. This, this, this. <laughs> All right. All we're right. done. Hey, welcome to uh, Never Seen Any of This. Uh, I'm Andy. I almost waved. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> can see that. My favorite visual medium <laughs> podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm, I'm Sammy. And I'm Raymond. And uh, we watched a movie. <laughs> there, there's yeah. the premise. We did it. <laughs> we, did, we did it. Ground groundbreaking <laughs> podcasting here, folks. Do we want to? Because we talked about how we're gonna, what we watched or. Well, first of all, let's say that hopefully you heard our last episode. Yeah, that's a good. We point. recorded it and heard it, and then about a week later, when we went to go look at it again, it was just white noise. So maybe it's hidden in there somewhere in the depths of this computer, and I might be able to find it somehow. But it fits with so. that that movie. I mean, yeah. did it really gone. happen? Did we watch Annihilation, or did we become one with Annihilation? I mean, yeah. We all melded into one being at my house when we watched the movie. Well, that explains why I had to fart so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I had Raymond's pizza tattoo, but it was on my ass. <laughs> that's that, where it would that's, go. That's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> that's a spicy pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> the plant version of me recorded that podcast. The plant <laughs> Flower Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, only fitting. Yeah, so um, hopefully you'll get to hear that. Uh, if you didn't, I'm sorry, uh, but um, I don't want to record it again. So yeah, I, I have, still haven't recovered, but I mean... So maybe maybe if we don't recover it, we'll talk about it a year from now and yeah, have an Annihilation sure. retrospective. <laughs> yeah. Watch again, it'll be just as fresh a year later. Yeah, yeah. you watched it the next day, so... Right. And It, and it was weirder that yeah. way, but yeah. Yeah, when I saw it in theaters, I went and saw it, and then like a week later took my dad to go see it, and uh-huh. I was like, is this a different movie uh-huh. I'm watching? Because it felt... Just as yeah, different. I, mean, I watched it. I watched it a second time the next day, and it, it didn't. Nothing surprised me as yeah. much. But I was able to, you know, having watched it, I was able to go, "Oh, there's this thing and this thing." And I was texting you guys about what I noticed and, and saw. And uh, I feel bad. I mean, if you don't hear the podcast, you, you won't realize. But I guess we didn't talk about it in the podcast where you pointed out that. that that uh-huh. house, that house was uh, uh-huh. the same house, and Andy was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> I was like, "I don't." No, I didn't. I yeah, was like, "You slapped him." You were like, "No, it's not." I was like, "Sit on this car. <laughs> Sit your goddamn ass down, you fool." <laughs> I know more about movies than you. It's not the same house. Yeah, I had a full-on TJ history meltdown because. Oh no! I think it more was like. No, I don't think that is. And then yeah. we kept watching the movie. Yeah, that's that, a, that yeah, was. Well, that's a, and then it turned out that it was. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. So. Yeah, hopefully. Well, now you, that's the podcast. Yeah. That was it. That was the whole thing. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, what have you been watching in this last week, Raymond? Anything interesting? Uh, I watched some of Stranger Things. Uh-huh. Ooh, how how far, many episodes how are you in? Five episodes in. I think that's as many episodes as I've watched uh, as We've well. got two left, so I think yeah. we've watched one more than you, maybe? I don't know. How I'm, many hoping, I'm hoping to watch the rest of it, because now it's my weekend. Yeah. This is my Friday. So, hopefully... This weekend, I'll get to watch the rest of it. The last episode's an hour and 20, so... Is it? Oh, yeah. wow. So I've been... Oh, and I was like, that's... We... I don't got time for that. It was like <laughs> Saturday night when we were watching the last couple episodes, and it was 12.30 at night, and yep. I had worked that day. Whew. So my girlfriend's like, do you want to watch the next three? I'm like, no, that'll put me at like four in the morning when we finish, so... 
Yeah. Guess it, we're going to wait. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know when it happened, but Netflix has given you less and less time between each episode now. Oh, we were only going to watch one on Friday, but then it was it's like five it's like, seconds until the next one starts. It's, it's like, like, well, well I'm here. we yeah. watched three episodes. and <laughs> Well, and with that one, you want to listen to the credit song because it's such a good song, and then right. you, but no. you barely get into it, then it's like, all right, you're into the next episode. <laughs> I um, The other night I also watched... It's, it's not, there's not a whole lot to talk about it, but uh, this new Netflix documentary called The Great Hack. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's a documentary about, it's depressing. Oh. <laughs> it's about um, the Cambridge Analytica scandal from a couple of years ago from the election of Trump. Oh. So, oh. yeah, it was, they made it. I read a lot of Netflix put it out, and I heard a lot of good things about, like, it's very accurate. And it's basically this one guy who's a professor. I can't remember where he's a professor at, but he he basically studies, like, that kind of, like, information kind of stuff. And then when the scandal broke that Facebook and, and had, like, let this company take all their data, mm. um, he was like, well, can I see what they have? And it was like, the Cambridge Analytica was saying they had 5,000 data points on every single person in the world. Jesus. So he was like, well, what do you got? And they, they refused to give it to him. But it's like it's the whole documentary is him finding people who used to work for the company and like flipped and wanted to talk about how they had influenced the election and how not great the company was and stuff like that. So it great. was a really uh, It wasn't just like a movie? It wasn't like episodes? It was no, like... it was just a, like an hour, 40-minute documentary. Nice. It was, <laughs> it was a real bummer of a yeah, time. But it's it's... it's <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah. I'd read about, it, that's like I'd most read documentaries about, now. It's like right, a bummer, yeah. but you're smarter because of it. <laughs> I'm glad I know. I, I was talking uh, with my fiance Emily, mm-hmm. earlier about this today because we watched about a month or two. So a couple months ago, we went to Vegas, mm-hmm. and uh, it was literally like a week or two after the Michael Jackson documentary came oh. out. Mm. And we had already had tickets to go see the Michael Jackson right, uh, the Cirque, Soleil, Cirque du Soleil, Soleil show. show. So yeah. we were like, we're going to hold off watching that documentary yeah. so we can enjoy the enjoy, enjoy the nice Cirque du Soleil Vegas show. And then uh, we came back, and the night we came back from Vegas, we watched that documentary. Uh-huh. And I never watched now it. it's really hard to listen yeah. to any Michael Jackson. Mm. And I have not had that problem before. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of uncomfortable... Uh, information. It Have is, you seen it too? Yes. Uh, it's really it. rough. Uh, uh. And it is, it's like a four and a half hour documentary yeah. that they split into two parts. Mm. We watched both parts in one night, but Ooh. it's really, it, it's really, when you get to the halfway mark and it's like, want to mm. start part two, a part of me was like, I want to walk away from this <laughs> thing and never come back. Yeah. Because uh, you sure learn a lot. A couple weeks ago, I watched uh, Aziz Ansari's new stand-up special. Oh, yeah. I thought it was really good. Have you guys seen it? Mm -hmm. He does a whole... The majority of the special is him kind of reconciling with what it means to be canceled. Yeah. And, and like, what's Because that whole thing happened with him. And he addresses that very nicely, I think, in the first 15 minutes of it. And Mm -hmm. I I was kind of on his side on that one, even though he never really said anything. But what he what he ends up saying is, like, if that was, you know, if he had some friend come to him and say, oh, that made me rethink every relationship I've ever had. And he went, well, that happened to you. You're welcome. That's all, <laughs> that's all he said. But he has a whole bit where he talks about how well, all these documentaries coming out making him rethink all, like, hit that R. Kelly and Michael Jackson, all these mm-hmm. documentaries. And so he's just like, he's got this whole part where he's, he's just saying, like, you know, you don't, 
you'll never know because Michael's dead. You'll never know the whole story. But even if it, you know, if it wasn't true, everything that was in the documentary, still pretty weird that, like, he's like, hey, guys, here's all my tour crew. Uh, meet these kids. They're going to be <laughs> yeah. with me for a while. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if the worst things that happened there, there was a lot of documented footage uh-huh. of him hanging out with those children. Right. Which, even if it was innocent, is still kind of creepy. Right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like, yeah, well, even if, you know, that might all be true, but if it's not, uh, where were, where was all his tour people when he's like, hey, meet this kid, he's my new best friend, and he's going to be with us for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, that was a hard one to watch. Uh, but, uh, wow, we're getting real bummer here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, let's uh, move up into the. No, let's just talk next... about it the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> let's get a little bit happier and talk about the Charles Manson murders. Oh yes, <laughs> because Sammy, <laughs> Sammy, and I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the ninth uh, film by Quentin Tarantino. Oh, thank in this you for last that weekend. part. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so upset I haven't seen it yet. So we will be very spoiler free talking about this, but I will just say that it is one of my favorite movies of the year. It has every performance in the movie is like. Incredible. That's everything I've seen so yeah. far. Yeah. yeah. I was having a discussion with some um, one of my friends at work who had seen it, and mm. he didn't love it because it doesn't have much of a plot. That's it is, sure. And that's it what is, I was going to say is that the performances are that's amazing. That's what make it. But it's, it's more just hanging out with nothing, the characters. Nothing happens. And I don't feel like exactly. a whole lot happens. No. That being, I agree with that. Yeah. That being said... I loved every minute of it because I was finding myself, I was like, we've been following this person for 40 minutes, mm-hmm. not even covering the other four like main characters in right. this movie. And then as soon as we went back to them, it was like, we hadn't even left. So I was like, I was in, I was mm-hmm. entertained. I was sucked up in all their stories. And I mean, you don't get a better duo in this day and age of movies than Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. Right. And they are both They're on their absolute so A game in this movie. Yeah. That's awesome. And he of yeah. course has like, Quentin Tarantino has all of his people that are normally sure, in his right movies <laughs> all in there, so it's fun to like watch for them as they show up. Tons of cameos. Great. Tons yeah. of cameos in the credits that say cut by it because he oh. put them in the movie and then they got cut out of mm. the actual... So like Tim Roth has a oh. credit in the credits, oh. but it says next to it, footage cut. I wonder if that'll <laughs> show up in like a roadshow edition or like a Probably. miniseries version that he yeah. does. Because if he, he did that with Hateful Eight, there's no telling he won't do that with other ones. I know he's really touting the the... Um, I don't think it's a separate version, but the best way to see it is at his theater at sure, the New Beverly. Right, yes. Well, I remember him talking about that with Hateful Eight because there was more of the movie to see. Yeah, and there was, was for that. And I almost yeah. was like, "Well, are we going to miss something? Because it's a, like kind of like a like a mystery kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Like, are we going to miss some background what, thing Eight, that happened? I didn't, I didn't miss anything. Right, yeah. Eight, it was yeah. all just little characters. I could yes, barely right. tell. I like I had only seen the movie. I had only seen Hateful Eight. I think twice, and I only noticed i think one scene i was like i don't remember this conversation happening and i looked it up and there was like 12 more cuts and i hadn't really noticed any of them so yeah it's nice i'm sure if he does something like that it'll be a nice bonus to see all those people or how right. many he includes mm-hmm. and i could totally see how it's just like movie scenes mm-hmm. and it's just other people in them yeah. you know sure. like that's just and i I understand why he cut it, because it's already two hours and 40 minutes. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and, it's, yeah. <laughs> and like I said, it is long. This mm-hmm. movie, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is long. It is over three hours, 
And it feels at the end of it. it it's feels, over three hours? I thought it was two like, and a half. It's, or it's 240. like 240 something. Was maybe maybe you, with credits. If you yeah. add the trailers and everything. If you add the trailers. Well, yeah, the trailers. It was literally exactly three hours. And at the end. At the end, you're like. Oh, yeah, it felt like I was sitting here for that long. But mm. I didn't feel tired or upset that it was that long. Right. Yeah. Because the last 15 minutes or so go full Tarantino. Sure. And I have a good idea of what and it's, that is. <laughs> and in my opinion, you it's very know. much worth You have no idea. Once you've seen it, we'll, we'll get into it a sure. little bit more. But um, I do want to get into it more because I do have some things that I'd like to say, but yeah. I won't. But sure, overall, it, but. I really, really liked Once Upon a Time in mm. Hollywood. At points, it felt like such a Tarantino movie, and at other points, it didn't feel like a Tarantino movie at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm having trouble, like, thinking where I would rank it on just the personal list of Tarantinos. Right. right. The I've seen a lot of people say it's... Um, oh. A lot of critics are saying it's either their top favorite movie of his or right underneath Inglorious Bastards and Inglorious is their favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I've seen a lot of okay. consensus. All right. So... I do have a question for you. Yeah. So if the plot isn't as much... Mm-hmm. But the character interactions and the dialogue is fantastic in that movie. Mm-hmm. Could it still get nominated for screenplay? Oh uh, yeah, I think it should. Well, I, that's that was what I was th- wondering. Is like, is it going more towards the actors? But he wrote the screenplay for their ta- them the back yes. and forth. I, but the plot isn't. All, so that's where I was like, does it really get a screenplay? The screenplay the, isn't always a hundred percent. What has the best plot? Right, and that's what I, I was saying. And I think this yeah. movie does a really good job at it at weaving in, in its themes mm-hmm. and what it's the it, the movie has a message. Like it definitely right. has something that it's trying to get across. Right. And I think it does it in a really interesting way through all the different interactions that it does. Mm-hmm. So in that case I think that yes, this is a very, very well written movie. Mm-hmm. And even Tarantino has said that he feels like it's one of his better written movies. Nice. So that's always nice. And, to I mean, yeah. <laughs> Leo Leo deserves an Oscar for it. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean Leo deserves a nomination, but I mean, Leo deserves so an good. Oscar so for good. taking a dump on a Tuesday. So <laughs> so good. I can't. I could not get over how amazing he was. In that movie, so. Um, no spoilers, but I also believe that there's a little girl in one scene in the movie mm-hmm. that yes. acts opposite Leonardo DiCaprio, and apparently she had a monologue that was cut that all the producers said would have. <laughs> guaranteed her an Oscar. <laughs> wow. I oh, think man. she could still win the Oscar for she her one scene she's she in for, wow. a, for Best Every, Everyone was good. She's it so was, good. It was great. So, yes. Very good. Recommend. One of my top movies of the year, I would say. Um, the next day, after we saw it Friday night, the next day, Emily and I were gonna, we, we were like, let's go see a movie. We had the A-list, so we were like, it's not gonna cost us. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do Um, not gonna cost us anything, so let's, you know, let's go see what's out there. And on a whim, Uh-oh. we saw a I'm movie worried. that was I didn't think was playing because it was out of theaters. And we went and saw Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. It oh, was playing yeah. in theaters. Well, they brought it back for just this weekend. Yeah. Oh. And I will say that that might be my favorite movie uh, I've seen. I've seen I, I wanted to see it. Yeah. It is, and I had heard nothing but good things right. about it. Me too. It exceeded all those expectations. Yeah, it was brought back by popular demand. Wow. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people like, and I really like movie like high school party movies like Superbad and Love Superbad. Yeah, Love Superbad. I think this is by far funnier than any of those. It blows all of them out of the water. It is so funny, like just from a comedy level. It is yeah. it is hilarious and a very accurate portrayal of like <laughs> high school. Yeah, I think. Oh, is it so? Because it's them. They're out of high school, right? Yeah, so the premise is that it's these two best friends, and they've been, like, kind of goody-two-shoes. They didn't go party. They didn't do anything. They mm. they were kind of nerds, 
and hung out by themselves and didn't go do bad stuff so they could get into good colleges. Mm-hmm. And they find out on the last day of school because there's a policy that no one is allowed to talk about what school they're going to, so no one mm-hmm. feels bad if they didn't get into sure. anyone else. But they find out that all the kids that are doing cocaine every weekend at parties are going to the same Ivy League schools right. as them. <laughs> right, yeah. And so, I got that from the trailer. And so she they decide this is the night before graduation. We're going to go out. We're going to go party. Mm-hmm. And it takes off to a level I wasn't expecting on the first stop. <laughs> so um, great. Uh, Billy Lord is in it, oh, uh, nice. Carrie Fisher's daughter, uh-huh. and probably one of the funniest performances of the entire year. She is oh, and good. hilarious. It is so, I can't say enough good things about Booksmart. To go see it, or I guess wait till it's out to see it because now it's on. Yeah, theaters, right? it, it was back in theaters for a weekend. Olivia Wilde didn't even know about it until <laughs> I saw her tweet about it on Sunday. She was like, "I didn't know this was happening, but <laughs> hey, cool if you went and saw it." Yeah, um, and so I, it'll probably be out soon. It, I would assume so. it was not in theaters for long because it came out a terrible weekend. Right, it came out against Brightburn and Aladdin, so it got buried mm-hmm. and didn't made like zero zero dollars that weekend. <laughs> so oh, it, it was kind of a flop. Um, uh, but they put it back in because it's got nothing but rave reviews. Yeah. So as soon as right. as soon as you can, I would recommend watching Booksmart because it do is it incredible. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, it's great. Great. Um, Anything else you've watched that you would like to talk about? Well, I mean, being the nerd that I am, uh, I have some books to recommend. Oh, okay. Like I said that I would do. <laughs> I, I read. I read two books. Um, Lay it on I actually me, read th- ground book. I read three books, but the last book is a surprise. First book I read um, was... It's a surprise. It's a surprise for Raymond. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. Um, Night of the Seven Kingdoms by George R. R. Martin. It's mm-hmm. a prequel to Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's most of his books. Yes. <laughs> now. And it's like three short stories about this night. Um, and it's... All it made me think was like, man, I wish he would have finished the Game of Thrones in time before the show ended because uh, his writing is so good. Yeah. And would have right. been great if the show... Because, I mean... The Game of Thrones, the last season happened since the last time we did I still haven't seen the, the podcast. You haven't even seen it all? I saw the first episode, and then I was like, I don't remember any of this. Right. And yep. then I was going to rewatch it all with my girlfriend, and we got, because she hadn't seen any of it, and I was like, I could use a refresher of, like, how important it'll all be before mm. watching season eight. And then we got through, after, like, a month and a half, we got to season four, and we haven't started season four, and that's been also, like, a month since then. So, yeah. Well, it's... And we're doing pretty But you've heard good. that it's disappointing. I I know some people that I uh, respect liked it, mm-hmm. but most people that I look for their opinions on like fantasy stuff did not like it. Yeah, see, there are, I say I'm like half and half with it, mm-hmm. but I won't get into it too much. But sure. uh oh. Uh oh, guys! What are you? Uh oh! What is this? We got a hot take coming in because I fucking love the last <laughs> season of Game of Thrones. Why did you play this? Because <laughs> we had a hot take coming in. Sorry. Okay, but, I, I mean, it's, we bought them just enough time. We're not, we, we can't, Andy. Hat. We can't get into it though. Oh, we can't get into it. I will just say that I enjoyed the last season of Game of so Thrones. So did I, but I. I mean, I can't. Can't I be a little it's disappointed different. about the ending? Oh, that's fair. I just <laughs> okay. really wanted to do that game. <laughs> I mean, everything that happened, it great. It should have been over one season. It shouldn't have been over six that, episodes. That is my biggest gripe with the last season is that it needed to be longer. I uh-huh. understand why it wasn't. Wow, what a hot take. No one said that. But it would have been <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me. <laughs> but overall, I was I was really happy with the last episode. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fine. And I went on with my life because it's a TV show. Yeah. A TV show that I love dearly. Mm-hmm. Well, how, how much did that petition get to? 
Uh, I don't know, but oh, the, did you hear about the news this it, yeah. week about it? Uh-uh. The H, the like president of HBO came out and was like, "Yeah, I saw it. Fuck that noise." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, I, I watched a clip of Seth Rogen at uh, San Diego oh, Comic Con. Yeah, he, he did some digs at his panel. He was like, "At least I'm here." The showrunners oh. for Game of Thrones didn't show up didn't to their panel. Yeah. They're like, because they're like, "So what does that mean about the ending of your show?" And he's like, "At least I'm here." Right. <laughs> like. Yeah, but was so, he promoting the boys? No, he was. Uh, what is it? Preacher, preacher, preacher. Yeah, preacher. Yeah, preacher. yeah right. preacher's got one more season or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I thought that was funny. But all right. so that book's good. Um, but all it does is make me upset that he hasn't finished There's the actual more. the actual series. Um, and the other one I read because I thought the movie was coming out soon was Artemis Fowl. I don't know if you guys ever read that. I book. did when I was a kid. Yeah, it got. I was the prime. I mean, you guys are very close in age to me, and you guys. Mm-hmm. I read it when I was. Young. You were younger than than I was when Harry Potter came out, but, like, 97, I was, like, eight yeah. when Harry Potter came out. So, like, I, I was I was eating up those books, and then I saw Artemis Fowl, and they were like, this is the next Harry Potter, and I read the first one, and I was like, this isn't Harry Potter. <laughs> this is not Harry Potter. I, I be that nerdy shit. I enjoyed be it for what it Harry was. Potter. I couldn't, I was like, I, I had gone in thinking it was going to be Harry Potter, and it's mm. very much... Other than the fact that it takes place in like a fantasy world, right? It's not Harry Potter. And the main character, I, I never finished. I never went. Artemis Fowl is not a good person. No, <laughs> he's kind of. I didn't like him. I mean, like yeah. you're supposed to like. He starts to have feelings or whatever towards the end of it, but you're not. You don't. You don't like <laughs> <Feeling>. him. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and then I watch. I rewatched the trailer because then I realized because it was supposed to come out August 9th. Rewatched the trailer and then I looked up and it doesn't come out until they pushed it May twenty twenty now. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. So it got switched it's, with uh, what is it? Uh, racing in the rain. Oh, the art of racing in the rain. The art of boy. racing in the rain. I read that book too, but that was a yeah. long time ago. <laughs> that dog. It's a dog movie. Well, I don't want to see it. <laughs> if it's a dog movie, it's a dog I, movie. Usually, I know how that works. Yeah. Art, Artemis Fowl is not a likable character. Yeah, and I mean to a lesser extent, Harry Potter is like the least likable character in those books. Too. Right, he's not supposed to be your favorite character. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I have yet to ask anybody who's your favorite character in Harry it's Potter, and Harry. them to say Harry Potter because no. you're supposed to put yourself as in Harry Potter's shoes. Right, that's the point uh-huh. of like those protagonists right, so in fantasy books. Yes, you. yeah, you're like I'm Harry Potter. You know what? I am Harry Potter. We are Harry <laughs> we Potter. We are Harry Potter. Well, I mean, I probably won't end up, now that I rewatched that trailer, and it looks like it, because it's Disney doing that Artemis mm-hmm. Fowl movie. Is it? Oh. It oh. doesn't, it looks like a Disney kid movie, so I'm like, well, now nah, I probably won't see it, but I, Kenneth, the book Kenneth all right. Kenneth did direct it. Kenneth Branagh is in it. What's, what's the other thing that he directed? I couldn't Murder, on, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. He's Gilderoy, a good director. Gilderoy Lockhart, bring yeah. it back to Harry yeah. Potter. <laughs> did you like the book? I thought it was all right. I mean, it wasn't what I was expecting. Like, I figure now that I'm, you know, 20 years older than, or ish, from when I first read the book, that uh-huh. I might I might be able to breeze through them. Yeah, I mean, I, I finished. if I liked them. I literally read three books since we lasted our podcast, because right. that Artemis Fowl, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm halfway through this already. Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably going to get dumped on Disney+. Plus. That's what um, you, yeah, you did say that. Sure. Yeah. After they launch and see how it does. And they will probably, instead of giving it a full theatrical release at this point, they will probably just be like, it's coming out in May. Right, it's got a lot of books, too. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. There's like, like six books. I'll say six to eight, somewhere uh-huh. in there. So that's a lot to invest yeah. in if this one doesn't go well. So right. you guys will put it on. I mean, if they already pushed it back to another year, that's a good sign. They'll just put it on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. If it does well, then make another one. Can it, I complain about one thing in the book? Does I mean, yeah. Okay, so, and it's with I the I mean, movie. I read it 20 years ago. Uh, Dame Judi Dench. Mm-hmm. Love her to death. She is in the movie. 
and mm-hmm. she's like the main general of the the fairies or whatever. Mm-hmm. The the main that. girl in it is the first supposed to be the first fairy hired to be a soldier, but now they hired or they made Judy Dench the general instead of a male. So now it's uh, her whole story arc of being the first female to be a soldier. Oh, it's taken away. Is taken away because Judy, Judy Dench is already there. Have we seen Judy Dench in the trailer? Yes. We've seen what she looks like. Yes. Okay, I didn't remember that. She looks like a cat. No, so, that was a, a that was a cat's reference. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Goddamn. Piece of no, shit. they're they're. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, she is the general replacing the male character in the book. So now the female character arc. And do we actually see her in the trailer? Yes. Okay. Were you you saying that she's not in it? No, I was going to say that like maybe necessarily she's not playing a woman. Oh, she's playing a fairy. That's the thing. Not yes. that it's a girl. What are you talking? about? I was thinking that it was like important that she was the first girl to be in the army. Yes, that is. I mean that too. Right. Okay. Let's put a pin in this. What are you? Ta- I'm just, confused. What you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they just, anyway, they destroy one of the story arcs in the book by having the general be a female already. I was gonna say yes. I was gonna say so. When you gonna start your petition, Sammy? Yeah, I'm already glad it got pushed back. Keep pushing it back. I never want to see. I was gonna say that if we hadn't seen her character in the trailer and she's doing like a really low, like gravelly voice, that possibly it would be like she's not playing a female per se. I mean, she could be playing a male character. To be fair, she did not talk in the trailer. Okay, so she could be. You're right. I'm sorry. I take everything back. That's what Bring I was it out. Saying. Why is it out? Why is it not out yet? All right. Well, we'll talk about that in uh, two and a half years yeah, when, when this we, movie when finally comes out. Yeah, we watch it on Disney Plus. Should sorry. I get into the third thing I read? Yeah, I think it's a good. Yeah. Well, I would assume it has to do with the movie we watched. <laughs> yes, I read. I, I read the book. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What, and and what book re- was that? Uh, a scanner darkly. Oh. Interesting. Because yeah. Raymond, uh, it was Raymond's turn yeah. to pick what we wanted to watch before we met to record. And Raymond picked a Scanner Darkly, and I was like, oh, it's a Philip K. Dick book. Mm-hmm. So I read the book before we did the I podcast. I read the book after I had seen the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but I can't remember. It was over ten years ago, so I can't remember anything more than, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It surprised me how much it is. the movie is exactly that's, the same. That's it's, what I was reading. It's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not, word for, a lot of it is word for word. Mm-hmm. What the people say in the book is the same as what they say in the movie. What happens? There's only like two changes where like something's in a different spot, or it, probably the, updated. One of the one of the reveals was a, more of a reveal in the movie, yeah. which we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I have read in multiple sources say that this is one of the most faithful adaptations of a book yeah. like ever. I mean, it makes. I was like surprised. I was like, it's just literally just playing through the book. They're saying the same things, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. And it need, I needed that because the book is a little confusing. Mm-hmm. Because Philip K. Dick does a really good job about writing people thinking. And people's how people's minds works is right. they like go off on tangents or they'll think a certain that's thing. That's what this movie is. And, that's all, <laughs> and, and then you add that by them being on drugs. So then it's like they're going off on crazy tangents. You're not sure if what they're talking about is actually right. happening. And then it, like there's three different parts where all of a sudden... Uh, the main character is speaking, or like thinking in uh, like Russian or German. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. it's German. He's just thinking in German <laughs> for di- three different parts of it. Mm-hmm. And I've read uh, "Why Do Androids Dream of Electric oh, yeah, Sheep," Blade which Runner. is Blade yeah. Runner, mm-hmm. and that has there. It's not the same at all. 
like mm-hmm. the main character is. I, I would honestly argue that the book is more action-packed than Blade Runner That's is. That's so funny. That's <laughs> absolutely fair. That's a boring movie. <laughs> I love I that love movie. Bad, but yeah. I was like, but it is oh, a boring movie. The, at least they changed the title. But then I realized, oh, that, why they didn't change the title from book to movie for this, because it's literally the same thing. But I would argue that they should have changed the title. <laughs> Probably. Everyone has ever said it's like a play. Name to it. like, What's that? It's like a play on a Bible verse I read. Yeah. And it, it makes and more they, sense they in the do book. It in the movie. Yeah. yeah, in the book, they like specifically say that he's just he's, it's he's like scanning a, a glass them. reflection. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does he say it in the movie? Yes. Okay. The so actual does. Bible yeah. verse. Yeah. But, I mean, we can get to, we should yeah. pitch our titles <laughs> after we talk about okay, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Punch up that title. So, Raymond, did you talk about. Why you chose this? No, I, when I was younger, I lived, I mean, all three of us did, lived pretty close to a Hollywood video, and I got, I mean... Moment of silence. <laughs> I, uh, during the summer, I would, like, during during school year, my mom would let me, like, we'd pick out a movie a week to watch with the family, and, a, like, a second movie my sister and I would agree on to watch, but during the summers, I would get, like, an allowance, and I'd just go through for like an hour at a Hollywood video and pick through every single bin for sales and figure out what what looked the mm-hmm. most interesting for the best deal. So I have the DVD of this because it was in a three for $10 bin. Mm. And I was right. like, Robert Downey Jr. at that time was, it was before Iron Man. And it was one of, he was one of my favorite actors at that point. He still would be if he did more than Iron Man. <laughs> Oh, Which I thought I you were going to say, if he did do Iron Man. No, I was going to say, while I was watching this movie, I was like, man, it's weird to see him play a character that's not Tony Stark. Yes. Right. Because yes. that is all he's been doing. And, there's, and variations a, of Tony Stark. He was, last. at that point, I was watching every <laughs> he movie that, he did. He did that one that. Judge movie. Yeah. Still kind of felt like he was just doing a variation <laughs> of Tony Stark. Yeah, and he's in Chef for a scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah as Tony right. Stark. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but I was like... I will have to. I have more Robert Downey Jr. movies from this period that we'll have to go through probably because mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys haven't seen them. But they, this is a period. In What's his, the other, the one? Uh, is it Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I haven't seen that one. The I want to watch Detective. that one. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Four, five, at least before 2008. <laughs> and this was like when he was in his like very hard to deal with phase. Well, this is this is right after he got out of that, and yeah. no company would hire him. No right. wonder so he knew how to play a druggie. Am I right? Yeah. Right. So this is one of those. Where he's coming back, this is 2006, I believe? Yeah. And so I think 2005 is his first, the first one is Singing Detective, which I also love and we'll have to watch. Um, mm-hmm. And that one, the company would not, the insurance company wouldn't hire him. Even though there's no action in that movie, the company would not hire him for the role. So he had to front all the money himself to the insurance company to insure him for the movie. Wow. Wow. And then this one is, I think, the next one after that, or very close to. So that's... He was, it's Robert Downey Jr. and Keanu Reeves, who has become a more one of my favorite actors. But that's only in recent I years. Love that man. I, I had seen The Matrix and, and other stuff he had been in, in you know Bill and Ted, whatever. How many Great. was it? All that Matrixes had come out by that point. Yes, yes, yeah. Because that's it's the a, first one, and then the second two are within six months of each other. Because that's when I first saw the cover of this movie. Mm-hmm. It was at a holiday, at that holiday yeah. video too, which is. And I it was if I bought that. Copy. And it was like, oh, I've, I've seen. Yeah, probably. They probably only had like more. Raymond was on the other eye. Like uh-huh. I walked away, and then he came sure. up and picked it up. <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, I've seen all the Matrix. I was like, there's there's Neo. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that looks really weird. But uh-huh. then I never never saw it. Yeah, so. and it was like that, and then Woody Harrelson. I was like, I'm, yeah. I'm in, mm-hmm. yep. and I, I just picked it up on a random and why Nona? random buy. Yeah, Winona Ryder. I, I just picked it up, and I, I can't even remember what the other movies were I bought. 
at this point, but they were probably clunkers. It's probably the good one I had. <laughs> but I put it in, I was like, wow, that's weird. And then I probably didn't really understand it until a couple years later and I rewatched it and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one. And I haven't watched yeah. it since, so it's been probably a decade since I, and since I watched it. I watched it again last night. It was the first time in probably eight, nine years I'd seen it. I remember seeing the trailer for this movie wow. when I was mm. in like fifth or sixth grade. Probably <laughs> around perfect that. Time are you, to see this. Are you no, okay? <laughs> no, I remember seeing the trailer and being like, I have zero desire to see any of that. <laughs> None of that. No thanks. I'm going to go see um, Wild Hogs again. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, but now is a good time to go back and revisit yeah. that movie. Yeah, because now, now that it makes sense to you, at least. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, uh, I was like really very focused on the movie. It felt like I was high while I was watching it. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's like the animation really. I think I I'm not used to do I this without the animation. Yeah, I think I don't the understand the animation. I get about how the I mean, rotoscoping. Yeah. yeah, how do they do it? I think oh. it's. I can tell you about yeah. that. Yeah, they, no, filmed, they it. filmed the whole movie. Yeah, right. So yeah, I figured they, that. They filmed yeah. the movie in. I looked it up on IMDb last night. Twenty-three days. And the, Jeez. And then the animation. Well, then then they cut the movie. They and had got the, it in a picture. Cut. Right. They had it. They was like, "This is what we want the movie to be. This is the final cut of the movie." And then the animation took eighteen months. What? Yeah. yeah. And so they, now, they all you have to do now an iPhone or, is the iPhone can just put that filter over. That's yeah. crazy how technology, how technology <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I was gonna that's, say that's crazy though. I didn't know. I thought there was something they like literally just put like put a filter over no, it or something. It's crazy animation, and I think it definitely does good at like making you feel like you're high, uh-huh. and because yes. all the characters in the movie are uh, on some drugs. sort of yeah. drug the entire time. Yes, and so it's like yes, I can totally tell that this is a world where everybody's high. It's a little, mm-hmm. it's a little bit off. Um, Emily was kind of watching it with me without her glasses, and she kept uh-huh. saying that like it just. When she was wearing without her glasses and standing far enough back, it looked like a live action movie, just a little bit blurry. Yeah. Mm. So it's well, there was a couple. I was noticing a couple times where, like, parts of them moves. were moving when they yeah. shouldn't be. Like that, that I don't kind think of stuff. If, like, if someone sits on like their like, a chair or like, or like a bed, there's a scene where these like Keanu's laying on a bed and the bed is shifting underneath mm-hmm. them because someone is drawing. Them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Frame. I don't think it ages terribly well. No. Um, because it was. I appreciated it. It was a little distracting to sure. watch through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. I think, like, yes, if this movie came out today, they would be able to make it in a way that's a little more, smoother, a little smoother, yeah. a little more pleasant to watch. Well, the, that being said, I think it's a very interesting like decision and experiment in yeah. filmmaking. Oh and, yeah, well, I, I didn't even know when I picked it up that it's Richard Linklater. And I was yeah, thinking, when has he done? Uh, uh, Dazed and Confused, <laughs> School of Rock. Uh, boyhood. <laughs> so he random, does what he yeah. wants. Okay, that's cool. basic. That's, that's yeah. what he does. He's a filmmaker from Austin, Texas, and he mm-hmm. was kind of became. He made a movie called Slacker, which Kevin Smith has talked about right. a lot. Like that's the movie that made him want to start making movies. It's like, hey, if someone could make this movie, I could make my own movie. Yeah, oh, okay. and so he was kind of that that bad huh? that no. era. <laughs> he was from that kind of school of making of film. Do what you know, do, do, do what you do want. It. Take yeah. it to Sundance and. Mm-hmm. Cool. Maybe somebody will give you a lot of money to make it, and so and he's basically been doing that. Sorry, that was my dishwasher. Oh, it's oh. okay. Sorry, everybody. But he's basically <laughs> been doing that his entire career. He doesn't really do any big budgets. I mean, School of Rock was probably his the biggest. Most, I'd see other than Days to Confuse, his most mainstream crossover. Yeah, and that's my the favorite. Before, that's my favorite Linklater movie. Yeah, I've only seen two. 
But I mean, like, <laughs> I haven't seen. He's I mean, he's the kind of dude that decided in 1998 that he's like, I'm going to make a movie called Boyhood, and we're just going to come back every five years. That and was film really more. cool too. I just he comes up with cool concepts. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like what was the last one he put out? Everybody wants some. It's like that's just a, a period piece about yeah. well, that's like, out with the baseball. Like team. Day, it's like Days Confused yes. in a way. Bernie. Right? Yeah, have, you seen, have you seen Bernie? Oh, Bernie. I have Jack seen Black? Bernie. He did Bernie. Oh, okay. Well, I've yes. just seen his Jack Black movies. Then. He's kind of like, <laughs> I respect Richard Linklater and I enjoy his movies a whole lot more, but he's kind of like Woody uh, Allen in the case that he will put out a lot of movies mm-hmm. and like two out of the three of them will be pretty good and then sure. one is like very forgettable. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's one of the things I respect about him, and not not that much necessarily, but the, the fact that he's just making whatever he wants yeah, to make, yeah. and it's like he grew up not needing the studio system exactly, and he it's nice when it jumps in and helps him, but he's just like, well, yeah, I'm going to adapt a Phil K. Dick novel for and this one right <laughs> after this is 2006 and School of Rock was 2004, so I don't know if there was something in between, but it's like and there's like School of Rock was what a, what yeah. a and jump. then he does yeah. this yeah that's there's that's, like a considerable film scene in. Austin, Texas. Sure. Because of him. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't there before he was, and now there, he, like, helped form the Austin Film School, I'm pretty sure. That's crazy. So, mm-hmm. and now it's, that's kind of like a hub. That's where South by Southwest sure. does their festival. Robert Rodriguez lives there. Um, the Alamo Draft House is, like, mm-hmm. based there, and they kind of, cha- they kind of revolutionized, sure. like, no. movie theaters. So Repertory screenings. Yeah. All that. So, yeah, he's, kind of does whatever he wants, <laughs> including... Yeah. He did another movie with the same animation style. Oh, really? Before this. Oh. And it's way more of just like a, this is just like a four, uh, an hour and ten minute long acid trip. Oh. Where they filmed it and then they what's, animated over what's, uh, it. I don't, re- I don't remember what it's called. Let me look it up. Okay. But I know it's not, it, it, it has way less of a plot than this movie sure. does. I mean, well, the other part yeah. that was really distracting was the, what we talked about a little bit um, when, when you came over, when I was still watching it. Um, it's called Walking Light. Waking, Waking Light. Light. Oh, Waking I've heard Light. of that. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't know it was animated. Yeah. Hmm. Rotoscoped. Yep, yeah, rotoscoped in the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Huh. But the the detective suits oh, that the they wear. Oh, the scramble suit. Like, how do you, do like, that. focus on right. <laughs> what yeah. they're saying at that point? Because, I mean, it's just like... I yeah. read that, and and... Maybe you can speak to this, but I heard that a lot of people that that was the most difficult part to visualize when reading the book is the yeah. way it describes it. It's kind of like well, it's like how I thought about it when I was watching it last night. It's like how would you do that with like if you do it with CG, it would look bad. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's like you can't do that practically. Exactly. There's no it was, way that it works. They were called like shimmer suits. The shimmer. The shimmer. Oh, scramble no. suits. Or scramble suits. Scramble suits. Or, but the, the way they were they were explaining like it was like sh- some shimmer effect. Where you couldn't look at them directly, oh, yeah. So it's it, almost it, like they were almost invisible, but you could still. But then it was right. the whole the your the if face you wasn't do, recognized and the voice wasn't recognized as well. So it was like a it's a separate voice and it's like some hundred different like generic looking people that it projects onto right. the suit. Yes, and yeah. Philip K. Dick's son apparently told Richard Linklater that is the closest that anybody has and will probably ever get to what my right. dad was trying and to Phil portray. And Phil K. Dick is, is a person in the scramble suit. Yeah. So that's really, it's really... Uh, exactly. One of the, yeah, one one of the, the people? Faces. Oh, that's cool. In, in, the, yeah. in the first scene, because he doesn't, in the, after that, they don't animate it that much. It's just mm. like the same cycle that they go through. Yeah, yeah. And it, um... And yeah, now I'm trying to, like, if you imagine, like, if it was without that, and then they tried right. to do that, just that happening right. when it's understand. an actual film. I was like, just how to, would you do how it How would you do that? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, uh, another thing I read is that the obviously they've been this was a popular one of his stories, 
And they had been trying to get it made for quite a while. But mm-hmm. what mostly happened since the early 90s is they would try to develop it and realize, we can't film this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way we can make this. This is too weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I found out that right before this one was made, Charlie Kaufman wrote a screenplay oh for God. Scanner Darkly. Yeah, if the only other person who could, it would probably be Charlie Kaufman. <laughs> and now all I want is to watch Charlie Kaufman's version of the Scanner Darkly. <laughs> uh, Charlie Kaufman's the guy who did... Um, uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, okay. An adaptation. And, uh... I haven't seen. Oh, in New York. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Being John Malkovich? Uh, Ooh, we got some movies to watch. I haven't seen any of those. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I can't wait for us to watch Synecdoche in New York. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a movie where Philip K... No, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is a guy writing a play about his own life. And oh. he's also staging the play at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's, it's something happening to him, and then it, he makes a, something in a play happen about the same thing. <laughs> oh, cool. It's, it's insane. <laughs> I, I watched that movie for my uh, master's program. Oh, wow. And yeah, it's, a, it, it, it's really good. But I did it's it for fun, and I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Um, Robert Downey Jr. does awesome. Yeah. Um, and so does. Uh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, so it was, the book has those funny moments in it, but they're not, they don't really come across right. as funny, and they like do such a good job of making it really funny. And like, in their really case, funny. specifically, they're kind of like the comic relief drug druggies. Like, right. they're, they're there to be funny and over the top, and it also seems like they're the only two that get that they're going to going to be an, an animated movie uh-huh. so they yeah. could be over the top and do all these <laughs> I was, different movements. I was reading that Robert Downey Jr. had his lines on post-it notes and he would just like put them out of frame places and, or like and they could they just be animated around and they, they animated over them. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's like, so that he, was... he did that performance with post-it notes. Yeah. You oh know? my gosh. Yeah, that was one thing I did notice was that like Keanu Reeves, it was there was a couple times where he was very like not animated at all when he was uh, talking. Like mm-hmm. he, his I mean, face wasn't really moving. A lot really of what moving. he has to say is hard too because it's yeah. so it's so dour. And a lot of them were probably like that because they were like they were filming the movie, so mm-hmm. they were filming it as if they were actors. Right. And, right. and then he's they're going, but don't worry, we're going to animate over all this. And <laughs> probably they were just like okay, like had no clue what that meant, and uh-huh. then until they saw the final product. Yeah, and right. Robert Downey Jr. and Woody Harrelson like, are definitely giving the most energetic performance. <laughs> yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. they're doing... The time when Woody Harrelson is like throwing his arms around and uh-huh. stuff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that works great, and that is like what looks the best, because it looks like they're animated characters. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So. I do... So one thing that is not explained in the book and not explained in the movie is when that girl's face changes to Donna's in real life and then also in the video. I read it as he was just losing his mind completely. That's so he was well. he was actually sleeping with Donna, mm-hmm. but his brain was telling him that he was sleeping with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so then like halfway through, he, or when he woke up, he realized, oh, I was with Donna the whole time. But then right. it switches back to that other girl. But then it switches back when he's looking at it on the. Uh-huh. Well, no, it switches back, back to the other when he when he knocks the can when he knocks the lamp over yeah. he looks back and it's that other girl again. Right. And then when he's in there, then it's Donna. But then it switches back again. Exactly. So that's he's, where he's losing his mind. Yeah, I don't right. Think I know it's he's losing his mind. Answer. It's just a yeah. psychosis problem. Because he yeah. thinks, like in the book, because again, there's a lot more in his right. mind stuff, and I think that was something that it the movie seemed to happen a lot quicker. Of like you you're when the his leader guy or his right. main guy is like oh you've hank. lost your mind uh-huh. hank yeah hank's like you've lost your mind i was like i didn't really see that in the movie a whole lot of it, him like yeah he, well in the the book like he 
he thinks that it's Barris or Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. A, a lot sooner before you realize that Barris mm-hmm. went to talk to Hank. Sure. So that that part was one of the things that was farther along in the book mm-hmm. was it, you realize that Barris went to give him information a lot later. So then you're like, oh, you know it's, like, Barris the whole time uh-huh. in the movie where, like, Barris is, like, setting him up for things right. already. So it's not like when he, he's, like, being par- he's not being paranoid about, like, Barris because Barris is actually doing those things. Right. And then it's not really him, like, it never really shows that divide a whole lot of him being Fred but also mm-hmm. being uh, Bob Ar- Arctor. Uh-huh. Until he, when he's like, you're Bob Ar- Arthur, and he's like, who? who? <laughs> I, I am? That's the only time where I felt like there was that, it was yeah. actually showing that divide. Because, like, and I, don't, I feel bad because I keep going to the, the book, but there are a couple times when he's, because there's a lot more of him watching the, the scanners. Sure. Um, and he, there's a couple times where he's like, why would Bob, or why would Bob do that? <laughs> like, right, there's, there's one scene where he talks about that like he's walking home from having seen something he's right like, and he says oh, oh Bob it's, would, it's would do that Robert yeah. Downey Jr. lets Woody Harrelson choke yeah, and he's yeah. like why would Bob be friends with these people I was like ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then it, that's <laughs> another thing that's another thing that I find really funny and it, it is he's watching that's not live it could be they yeah. can watch live right but because I, I didn't think it would I don't think in the, I don't know, maybe it was live, but I was thinking, right. like, if it would have even been better if, like, it wasn't live, and that uh-huh. happened, like, a while ago, uh-huh. and he <laughs> is, like, freaking out like it was actually happening. Sure. They don't, I don't think they, they specify whether or not it was live, because it, well, it cuts to him after, I don't think he watches footage after that, I don't right. think. Right, but it was, it seems like it happens immediately after he leaves. Oh. Because mm-hmm. he walks out. And then so he's watching the video, happened. so it, right. then it's like him freaking out, and it's like, oh, it already happened. Right. Like, he's freaking out about something because right. he, he thinks, thinks it's actually phone. happening, yeah. but it's not really happening because he's losing his mind. Right. <laughs> and then the another big difference was that Hank wasn't uh, Donna in the book. Right. She was a uh, a cop, but it sure. wasn't. It's and not. I'm just thinking, like, does that even make sense for her to be Hank? Uh, yeah, consolidate it. You need a character. Right. If you need a character to be that figure there, why not just make her also that character? Because it mm-hmm. doesn't really make mm-hmm. it, it just Otherwise, it's you one less character. Person, exactly. You to, yeah, to yeah. animate another person when it could be. Well, there's there's no you never really you never learn who Hank is. Uh, well, then it then it works I thought out it, perfectly. I thought it was. A, I thought it was a very cool reveal. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, awesome! I like almost missed it because I was like, wait, she's taking off the suit right now. I was the like, first oh. time I watched it, I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> and then, like a couple years later, when I watched it again, I was like. Oh yeah, because <laughs> uh, you have to parse out the, what everything that you have been told as your viewpoint as Bob Archer is false. Mm-hmm. That is all set up for him for the final the final plot reveal <laughs> that they are just drugging him to send him into a facility, which so is crazy. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> which is so oh man, <laughs> that reveal is like. And the funny thing in the book is like none of the reveals are like huge reveals. Uh-huh. It just like says it, and you're like. That's oh, huge, but right. it's, nothing, not, played it's not played for... Well, this is... I was like, oh my good lord. Here's, so depressing. Here's what I will say about like the last ten minutes of this mm-hmm. movie. is I think it's really effective, mm-hmm. and I think that it's like, wow, it really dives into like how fucked up the situation is, right. and like how we treat drug addicts, mm-hmm. and like yes. how um, rehab kind of works and how we view that as a size as like a society mm-hmm. and sending someone to just use them for a means to an end and the guy that's like well yeah but no one's gonna care like right. in the grand yeah. scheme He's of just things, one guy i think it's a really really powerful last 10 minutes mm-hmm. that hit really hard and then at the end when it does like philip k dick's like 
dedication yeah. to his, and I'm fairly certain those were people that he was friends with when yes. he was in rehab. Right, yes. and he also writes his own name is in there. Yes, mm-hmm. he's pancreatic. Yeah, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Phil, yeah. pancreatic cancer. Because or he not went cancer, to, but damage. Because right. he yeah. had significant drug use and went mm-hmm. to rehab for a long time. That being said, it is a complete tonal shift from the rest of the movie. Right. <laughs> because the rest of the movie is very heady, wordy, sci-fi, uh-huh. where they're like, ooh, these guys are on drugs, it's trippy. And then yeah, the last happening? And then, and then like, in the last 10 minutes, it's like, this is what's happening. it's like, he's a human being, you sick fuck. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it's very effective, and I, I like it, but it is a big tonal shift from the rest of the movie, in and my the, opinion. It can almost use another five minutes of yeah. just fleshing out that part of it. Because, yeah. I mean, it works really well, but it's also like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah, it's like moves really as like. As soon as oh. you get to the first, like the the first reveal, that um, they, I mean, I mean, it's not a huge reveal, but it's setting up that Bob is like he has lost his mind, uh-huh. and Hank goes, "Yeah, you have like two brain cells left." And he's like, he's like two, uh, <laughs> not even any more than two. And then it's like it's kind of funny and sad, and then it's immediately from there on. It's like, wait, hit the road. This yes. is all depressing, all yep. sad. This is the reality, reality of the situation. None of this was real. <laughs> <laughs> and this, then is, this is all a setup. The fact that the rehab is the one that's making the drugs uh-huh. as well is crazy, too. Like, it, it's all just... A perfect yep. system. Just a circle. Yeah. It was crazy. Wild. It was good. Yeah. It was great. There's a reason... It's so funny, because over the years, I have pared down my collection of stuff that I bought from Hollywood video. Cause I mean, over time I upgraded to Blu-rays and it was like, I, I only kept the DVDs that I didn't have Blu-rays of. And then I would get rid of even more of, I trade them back into like Hastings and stuff. It was like places I just get rid of all this stuff. So I only had like all the movies I thought were like essential watching and having in my collection. And I kept this one just cause I was like, I've mm-hmm. never seen this on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I think now it's, I just looked the other, when I realized it was on Amazon prime, I looked it up and it was like, you can stream it now on every service. It's on Google Video and all that yeah. to purchase and rent. But I was like, I don't know if it's gotten a... I mean, at this point, it might have gotten a Blu-ray release, but I was like, yeah. I held on to it because I was like, this and Idiocracy and a couple <laughs> others. So I was like, I might never have a chance to buy this movie again, yeah. so I'm keeping it. Right. I'm, I'm glad you had us watch it because I don't yeah. think I would have gone and watched right. it. Right. I, I totally recommend. forgot about it. I think the only time I looked at it, thought about it, was way back when I saw it at Hollywood Video. Mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I ever... So that was, yeah. It's so and I didn't realize I owned the book. Oh, like, yeah. Cause, uh, a collection I, of Philip K. Dick stuff. Well, it was just like, because I subscribed to this like email thing where every day you get like a, uh, these are the books that are on sale oh. on iBooks or, or whatever. It's oh, called sure. uh, BookBub. You can sign up for it. <laughs> but what it, it popped up and it was a Philip K. Dick book. You can also like, sign up for AMC A-List. It's only... <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, but it was a Philip K. Dick book and I was like, well, I, I like... Uh, mm-hmm. Blade Runner, right. so I was like, "Oh, I'll get it," and then I never ended up reading it. And then you're like, and then I looked, I was like, "I literally own this That's book." So, funny. <laughs> so yeah, um, one one other character that we didn't really talk about was uh, Freck. I Freck. thought oh, that yeah. guy was great showing uh, being a druggie. I right, that yeah. he would, he, like that's what happens when you're off the deep end on his side of it. Yes, I thought mm-hmm. he did a really good job, like with his facial expressions and stuff like that. I thought he was him great. failing to commit suicide is so oh the alien. It's, it's bad. <laughs> it's I mean, it's so dark humor. Yes, yeah. just black comedy. It's like he didn't do it correctly. <laughs> he, instead, he gets to have a, a terrible like. Really bad Just, trip. Yeah, a, a bad trip where an that alien feels like an eternity. Every, every yeah. single thing he's ever done wrong in his entire life. Yeah, a thousand years later, and we're at sixth grade or something like that. But there is, I think, there is a scene right at the end when you see um, 
Bob in the therapy circle. He's there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's there. He's shaved his head shaved. His shaved. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, was like, I, I wasn't sure if you're supposed to know that it's him or just I, I else, gave a look to Andy. I was like, oh, it's Rick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so it's he, good. He, he, at least he's, he's in. He's in rehab, but also yeah. likely at his age, he'll just go to the the farm. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> With Keanu, be brain dead buddies together. Mm. Real happy times. <laughs> Speaking of brain dead buddies, I think that's a, that about does it for this episode. Great. Yeah. yeah. Whose turn is it? My turn now to pick. I think it's. Is you it, had to watch Annihilation. Yeah. And and I pick this. And then it's your turn to have us watch one before we record next. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But it's still your turn to pick what movie we watch when we're together. Ooh. We should talk about this. This is good yes. to talk to have on the podcast. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I have one ready to go well, it's, if it's it good is my for, turn. It's also okay. good we do that because if it's going to be something that's hard, like maybe harder to see like this, then you can prepare. Mm-hmm. If, like if you're following along with us. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So next, next time we're together, you get to pick what movie we watch together. Yeah. But I'll pick what movie we watch before we get together. Yeah. I have one ready to go as well. What, you, do you want to say it? Sure. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Okay, sweet. Right. Awesome. We'll be into my Robert Downey that. Jr. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, I want to watch, I want to pick Akira, but I want to watch that with you guys. That'll, yeah, be, the one that, that'll be the one that I picked that we watch together, so i got to figure out which one we watch separately. I don't know yet. I have one if you want me to. What's your suggestion? Well, my, my suggestion <laughs> is that I have uh, two free movie tickets to AMC. And I want to force you fuckers to watch Midsummer. <laughs> I mean, I want to. So yeah. got a free ticket. I'll take you. I don't. Know. It won't. I take mean, we me can still watch that together, yeah. but but we could still watch it and then come record yeah. and then watch another movie together. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I'm down. All right. I don't know if I am, but I am. <laughs> all right. Hopefully, I'm sure it'll. Still Not, be... None of this is set in stone because, as we've realized, recording podcasts. Yeah. The, Next thing we know, that won't be what we actually end up right. doing. But as soon as we hit stop on this, you are checking this picture recorded. Yeah. I'm I'm sure it'll still be in theaters next week. So, but yeah. I I have two free tickets, and it's my treat, boys. Oh, cute! You get a list. I'm gonna force I'm gonna force you two to watch a really you're disturbing film. You're gonna do what you did with your students and just turn and watch us the I'm entire watch time. You guys the whole time. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> All right, so uh, I Sounds guess like a plan. yeah, I guess that's, that does it, it for this week's episode. We'll uh, see you. See you later. Bye. Bye.